But I look back on it as I do get bored quickly. I think I just spend more time on leisure. And the stuff that I was doing was leisure and not entertainment. Because, like, amusement and entertainment, you you definitely get bored of quickly. I think. What I find is weird is I never get tired of just sitting. I do a little bit, but, like, he... Somebody mentioned... I don't know if it was him... I don't think it was him. I think it was another one I read on leisure. But, you know, the, you know, the sanding the board or whatever. Like, to me, that's leisure of, like, crocheting mm-hmm. is when I'm figuring things out. Right? So, like, that's a, interesting where you can connect the mind-body to leisure. Uh, but, um, yeah, I like just thinking, too. I like I like being outside and just looking. You know, my favorite thing is in car rides is just looking out the window. Yeah. Honestly, I could do that for hours is just look out the window, not talking to anybody, maybe having music on, but not necessarily, and just watch the scenery go by and thinking about all the things I'm thinking about. Yeah. That's really when I feel like I'm philosophizing. Yeah. (laughs) That's not the word. I'm a philosopher. Is that the would be waxing eloquent? Wah, wah, wah. Hello and welcome to the Ducks Never Waver Lunch Break, where you get food for thought and can rejuvenate to Sally Forth. Join the dynamic duo, Edwin and Megan, as they explore topics of gravitas and pomp brought to the brink of absurdity and thrown off down, down, down the precipice of ridiculousness. Okay, so welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome everybody. Is it recording already? Yeah, it is. You you got all that gold? (laughs) So much gold. So much gold. So much gold, Edwin. I got I got two minutes of gold, Edwin. Woohoo! Wowie! Wooey! Uh, I don't know why I always feel like we have to have to capture everything we say. It's not so much that I think everything we say is gold. I'm just really know that the gold is so far and few between that I can't stand not being there with a bucket to catch it. Oh yeah, you just never know when it's gonna happen. It is annoying that when all of a sudden I'm having a really good idea and like uh, we're having a really good conversation, I'm like, "Where's the microphone?" Yeah, where's that thing? But it's like too late, and like to go back would be to ruin it. Yes. So like we need the spontaneity, but we don't know when we're going to be spontaneously brilliant. We need to be scheduled spontaneous. I, I basically think that we need to have a sound crew follow us wherever we go. I think we've talked about this on here before. Yes. No. Yeah. Well, our phone calls definitely need to be recorded. Yes. Both for their high hilarity and intellectual. uh, Yes. A lot of it doesn't make. Does it annoy you? I was wondering this because I feel like every time I call you, I'm like, is this a good time to call? Are you safe? (laughs) Because a lot of time you end up driving when when I call you and I don't know. Like, like, does that annoy you or do you like that? That you ask? Yeah. I don't know. I don't care. Either way, I, I'm usually it means I'm, I'm usually you. not safe. But like, I'll, I'll <laughs> right. I know. No, but no, I just don't want to be responsible for you chopping off your finger or something like that. No, no. If I'm working, I probably won't answer. Yeah. So, you know, I get annoyed actually when you do. Sometimes I just want to leave you a voicemail. I know no. you can send messages, voice audio messages to people. Oh. Um, but sometimes I'm like, 
hey, I just wanted to check in on this and I, it was easier than me texting you, but then you answer and you're like, what? What's going on? And I'm like, it's fine. I just wanted to check. Like, oh, I'm so busy. And I'm like, I just, I didn't want to talk to you now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I guess I should have just texted you. But just my phalanges were tired. Yeah. I couldn't handle it. That does it. happen. Or like something's too complicated to just put down in text. Yeah, and you're just kind of like freewheeling, like especially planning this podcast. Sometimes you're like, hey, I had this idea and then I had this idea. And like to write that in text and then like paragraph and make it yeah. you know, legible. Complete whereas, sentences. Yeah. And like you're such a stickler for spaces. Always, Me? Yeah. You've yelled at me so many times, like, well, I couldn't read it because it wasn't double-spaced. <laughs> like, well, excuse me for living. <laughs> I will conflate paragraphs, so it, it it will get confusing. We'll start talking about killer pancakes or something. I love killer pancakes. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. We're going to do a Out of the Hat, but with Edwin this time, and this is to kind of explore uh, topics of creativity that one accumulates in in your life and we get to just kind of free associate with this which is our favorite thing to do all the time we love we love doing the 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 less i mean we like to be planned but we also i think this is we like to have it planned where we're not really planned that's the plan that's the plan we we like this kind of um what's it called the acting thing that you do improv yeah we like to do improv where you get the number one rule is you say yes no. I don't know what to do now. <laughs> you just shut me down. You ruined my scene. So uh, we have some prompts here, and hopefully we, we learn something about Edwin. Like, hopefully you have something, like, worthwhile to say. Like, oh, that's I really... will be indefinitely and indubitably enriching both myself and other people. Okay. All those who listen. Wow. Well, you, you know, Edwin means rich friend. Oh, that's true. So the more you get to know me and about me, the more likelihood it will be that I will be your friend, that mm-hmm. you can call me your friend. And if not in actuality, you can at least have a pretend friendship Kind of with like me. a Facebook one, but yes. like slightly better. Slightly better. And you will be enriched. Wow. Enrichified, <laughs> if I may. <laughs> you, you may not. Okay, set timer. Oh, now. yeah, set timer. Timer, oh. set. Now, now. Hi. Forgot it. that was my job. Whoops. You had one job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, timer has been set. Woohoo! And first subject matter is piece of art. Ooh. Where to begin? It and can be anything, by the way. Okay. Like Any I think a lot of times, like piece of art, people right away think of paintings, which it may certainly be, but it can. Yes. Be. The rules are whatever pops into your noggin. I have a question. Sure. Are living plants pieces of art? No. Okay. <laughs> I do think art has to have some part of man's creativity. So I'm like, if you're into horticulture, where you are making your own plants, I think there's a little bit more artistry there. Or like, you're, if you're like in the botanical... A bonsai. Bonsai, I think, has artistry to it. Oh, what was what was I thinking? Oh, like the botanical gardens. Like the, you know, the... Um, what are they called? Arboretums. Yeah. If you're like the arboretum person. Arboretum mist. The arborist? The arborist. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Words are hard some days. Uh, so I think, yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm dubious about if you have your succulent on your windowsill. I think you can find beauty in it. 
I would concur. I would just say like a painting of that succulent is art. Yeah. I, I don't know if per se the succulent is. I think the pot that the succulent is in can be. I think what when it comes to pieces of art right now, what I'm thinking about is making my own art. Mm. And I have a very strong desire to get back into some uh, metal sculptures. Well, you could probably make a metal sculpture that you stick plants in. Is that kind of what you were thinking? That's kind of what I was thinking. Also, I really want to incorporate moving water. So, so mm, water features. Mm-hmm. And I think self-contained water features. Don't you already have some of those in your house, though? Water features? Yeah. No. And you turn them on and off and you run things under them. and. You're call- talking about a faucet. <laughs> yes. I'm going to kick you in the shins. Ow, ow, help, help. <laughs> He's murdering me. <laughs> Sound like olive oil. <laughs> oh, Popeye. Skip it. Skip Next one. <laughs> Moving right along. Moving right along. Foot loose and fancy free. Getting there is half the fun. Come share it with me. Movies. Uh, recently, I'm just going to talk about the last movie I saw, and that was The Bride Wore Black. Oh, that sounds so good. And it was so good. A fa- uh, French f- film. And it's, uh, I forget the director's name, but it's okay because Megan's going to look it up. What I think was very interesting about it is that the French don't really care about what Americans think is of, of a, as a good movie. In France, every Frenchman knows his language from A to Z. The French don't care what they do, actually, as long as they pronounce it properly. Like something that is action-packed or always like moving or they just assume that you're going to watch the film and you don't not going to ask stupid questions like why are we watching this person or why is they doing this like everything will be everything will unfold right yeah. just watch the movie and let the movie take its course you're not you're not sitting there and like you can't expect to know it all all at once because it's mm-hmm. going to be revealed. Mm-hmm. And I liked that pacing. It was like, yeah. okay, you're going to get the whole story. Yeah. Just be patient. Like it's going to come in drips and drabs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, from 1968, The Bride Wore Black. Director is Francois Truffaut. Truffaut. And this is his homage to Hitchcock films, which you can see mm. if you've seen some Hitchcock films. Mm-hmm. It's not... Super psycho thriller, but it is a little bit of a psycho thriller, and it definitely keeps you interested as to why the characters are doing what they're doing. Yeah, other movies by him is Breathless, The Four Hundred Blows, Jules and Jim, uh, Fahrenheit Four Fifty One. So I would highly recommend it to you, especially if you like to uh, learn French by watching movies. Yeah, that's that's also really cool. I I'm not doing that, but uh, that's okay. I love foreign films, though, when they're not dubbed over because I like I like that because you get the emotion of it. Like, French is a very different language than 
English. Mm -hmm. And so when you get to hear the characters talking in that, you get that more wistful ennui. You know, like, it kind of makes, it makes sense, right? Like, you know, the, the, that, that kind of pacing, I think the language has inherited, you know, like that. That's always an interesting question. I don't know, like, if you have it too, like, with, with Japanese films, right? Like, I like that they're not dubbed into English. Right. What makes the spaghetti westerns interesting is that there are so many languages going on that they had to dub them. Right. there's Germans and Italians and Americans and... The whole cast is hardly talking to each other. They can't talk to each other. Just, like, somehow somebody communicates to them and, like, show up here and do this, but... It's actually quite amazing that they're as good as they are. Right. A lot of them yeah. are actually really good, but you're like, how did that work with nobody understanding what anybody was talking about? Yeah. But no, I, I definitely will have to borrow the, the Bride Wore Black from you. That okay. sounds super good. It is super good. All right. Pick the next one out already, and it is Thankful For. Well, I am thankful for this podcast and the opportunity I have to hang out with my dear sister and the friendship that has been and is and hopefully will continue and that um, we get to do some really cool things together and most siblings can't say that. Yeah, I agree. And and thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. No, no, no. This <laughs> is my thankful moment. Oh, shoot, I ruined your thankful moment. Yeah, I'm sorry. No cutting in here. I'm sorry. I'm not thankful. Yeah. No darn, thankfulness here, darn, just you. Darn tootin' right. Yeah. Just me. All right. That's nicely said, though. Thank you. Brava. I'm just, I'm just trying to get, get through these. You're trying to get. Oh, is that what we're, I'm, what we're doing? I'm just we're cooking. To okay, I'm just I, cooking. I, I won't. I won't. Okay, I clothes, won't slow you down. Things worn. All right. So here's the thing. I think good work clothes are underrated, and they're very hard to find, and they're very hard to find at an affordable price. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm going to point out are these. Costco Marina wool socks. Mm-hmm. You know, if anybody's ever had wool socks, they kind of go off on this whole like spreading the good news of the wool socks. Yeah, and you think it's hokum until you have wool socks. Yeah, wool socks are the best. Don't so get anything nice. else besides wool because like they keep your feet warm but also dry. It's so important. So important. Know, have you, you ever had clammy wool- feet? Cl- yes. <laughs> gross it's like yeah <laughs> just like dead seafood's kind of gross sometimes yeah when it's rotten that's how you, that's why they call your feet like clammy dead seafood yeah <laughs> i like how you just like see an aquarium you're like seafood <laughs> no <laughs> right? no you say you say like clammy. You the aquarium and you're like look there's the seafood <laughs> that's live seafood well that's how i you think you go to the restaurant you're like dead seafood <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes in the back of the the, the superstore, they got the little fish tanks, and that, so it's oh, always sad how many are very, dead. That's very sad. Yeah, but no, I agree. Wool, wool socks are the best, and and certainly worth the investment because also they're going to last longer because the fibers are tougher. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit more upfront, but in the long you, run, long run, it's so it's way worth, worth it. it. But also, like, think about it. when you're working outside in the cold. You don't want to spend 12 hours miserable because your Mm-mm. feet are sweaty and cold. Yeah. It's I not think, worth it. I think that's for anybody. Like, don't don't put up with it. If you yeah. have a cold, clammy feet, don't put up with it. And here's the I thing. I feel like we should be spokespeople. Bye. Bye, Marina Wool Socks. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Today. We are spokespeople for this because it, it's true. You really need to do that. Yeah, it's and, yeah. Buy at least good socks. But yeah, like, and get the so what if you got to like if you have less socks but you wash them more regularly? Yep. 
You can do that. Yeah, you can. All right, next one. Products. Well, I just plugged one product. Yeah. So. Well, you didn't say a brand, but that's fine. Merino wool socks. Okay, so if I'm going to plug a product. Yeah. Just a frivolous product. Mm. No, not frivolous. I'm going to say that if you need to get a gift, gift for somebody, that they're not going to buy something this thing themselves yeah like it's a good gift because it's it's not it's not a tool and it's not something it's they not would something get they're themselves. gonna th- it's not something they're gonna throw out in six months but it's yes. not a tool yes and it and it and it's cool mm, i'm intrigued yes so get get your bro one of those uh viking horn mugs Oh. So my wife got them for me. Mm-hmm. And yes, game changer. I feel 50% more barbaric. Yeah. They're epic. They are epic. They're um, so fun. And you, they're just a great Christmas gift. And um, that's what I would recommend. Yeah. Alehorn. Alehorn. I was going to say, please, yeah. please say the name. Alehorn is the brand. They do lots of marketing. You All you have to do is whisper Alehorn to your phone. And all <laughs> I know. Of a sudden, I'm going to get so many ads. Yeah. I, they say your phone isn't listening to you, but I believe believe you me. They At least Alehorn is. Alehorn is. Yeah. They're, they're everywhere. <laughs> but it's a good product, and it is, it is yeah, uh, it very is. enjoyable. Yeah, and it's like from actual cattle's horns yes that's correct yeah so it's not even like any fake thing of like oh no, it it's looks not like, like plastic horn or, or whatever nope. it's like it's the legit real thing exactly like vikings hundreds of years ago had so cool it is so cool yes they even heat treat them so you can have your coffee in oh i start your morning out yeah like, i'm gonna conquer england exactly you know pillage a couple villages <laughs> exactly Tools. All right, this is a fun one. Just got a new product, new Ooh. tool. Man, we're going we're going through some good stuff here yeah. today. Yeah. All right. So, if you are somebody who's, I, I have you ever used a drill or a screw gun or an impact before, Megan? I actually have. You have. Okay. So you know those little things you put in the chuck, the the yes. bits. Yep. Okay. You know how hard it is to keep track of those things. It's impossible, and I kept like trying to find the right one too maybe this is a different problem than what you're talking about but i could not figure it out okay it's it's a problem it's a problem for guys on the workplace it's because what happens is you have one in the drill and you take it out to switch to another one and then you're still going to need that drill bit but you put it somewhere mm-hmm. a good spot that mm-hmm. you can't remember it's probably in the bottom of your tool belt yes or or worse it it falls out and yeah, it is and you in can't mud. hold it in your teeth for as long as you need it, but then exactly. you need it soon. Yes. So what I got is actually basically a keychain that has all these little little miniature chucks that they clip into. So it's a key. It's a carabiner with no way. Yes. Aren't people just so clever nowadays? So smart. And I was so smart to go and like say this is a problem. Somebody's got to have come up with a solution. So, so oh, now, I mean, really, you are the smart one I was to the, be able to search for it. Yes, because like I searched, I'm frustrated. Help me, please. <laughs> and, Google fix my life. Yes, and so I found this, and it's it's been a really great ten dollar Amazon tool to buy. Sweet. So it's, it keeps all your bits handy. Yeah. Well, all the all the bits you're using handy. Yeah, and it can it fits any. It's like yep. universal. Quarter inch drive. Yep. Love it. Next thing. 
Music. All I'm going to say is that if you haven't heard of Wes Montgomery, it is now time that you check him out. You have now heard the name Wes Montgomery. You're going to go listen to it. You're going to be amazed. You're going to be happy. books books we're always reading books around here mm-hmm. uh we are surrounded by books inundated one might say so here's the thing with books i am really bad about finishing books <laughs> yes you are but i'm really good at starting books and it's like one, a superpower it is a superpower <laughs> so i have started this book about a builder and he's just kind of going through it and letting you in on basically his internal dialogue and his musings. And he's kind of a, I think all people are more philosophically inclined than they let on if they're just willing to pay attention and, and kind of think about it. But he's also Norwegian. So I think, mm, I think when you're in the, 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 the cold North and mm-hmm. there's less hope and there's less will to live, you need to think about why you do things. And, yeah. That is what he did, and he wrote a book, um, Making Things Right, and that's what I'm reading, and that's it's quite so enjoyable. cool. Yep, Making Things Right. Dealer's Choice. All right, this means it's my choice, not your choice. I'm the dealer. Yeah, you are the dealer. Okay, but I actually get to have you answer a question. You can. You can. This is this is when the rules are just completely there are no There rules. are no rules. Well, okay. I I control the rules, but in this on this card, you get to control the rules. Okay. So I want to ask you: Has owning miniature alpaca buns? <laughs> yeah. Has that been working out for you? I love my alpaca bunnies. Okay. I mean, there's always the little like flickers of like oh. What am I even doing? And there's the, you know, the, uh, you know, when you, you get behind on things and you're like, oh no, the world is falling apart. But the real, the thing is that the reality is they're super chill. Like they're, they're so nice about it. Mm -hmm. And they, they more and more like, they like me more and more. Like it's really cute that anytime I'm trying to brush Agatha, Dorothy comes jumping right on top of us and just is like, what you doing? What you doing? I want that. I want that. And then as soon as you try to, to, to brush Dorothy, Agatha books it and, and Dorothy's like, wait a second. <laughs> this is not what I wanted. No. And, and it's just like their personality is coming out and I'm figuring out more. Like I made the decision to cut instead of pluck certain portions of, of their fur. And actually that was a really good decision. But I think for me, it's, it's just been so nice. Having animals, I've, I'm very soothed by, by animals. Mm-hmm. I've always loved animals. 
And I think too, just the, the connection and just having that, that thing to nurture has been really amazing. So they're, they're amazing. They're so cute. They make me laugh. Mm -hmm. They're really hilarious. And I would, I would recommend actually, if you, if you want to have a working animal. Yeah. In your very own home. In your very own home. And you don't want to like it to be too much work. But you want some a, a, an animal that gives a product, then I would highly recommend. Okay. Well, speaking of, of working animals, I think I'm really going to go down the path of having either quails or chickens. Oh, please do. Because I... I'm kind of... I almost want you to do chickens first. Yes. Maybe... Because, I don't know, I, I get upset buying eggs. It feels wrong. I feel like we should... Like, there should be, like, a chicken coop in every yard. So, there... I have a dream. There, there's a lot of caveats in this, and then I heard... Basically, I'm as informed as everybody else, because I heard this clip of other podcasts, which mm. basically means I'm an expert. Yeah. That... Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But there's theories, of course, that if you were to give people chickens... And let them raise them locally. Yeah. You could do without the mega egg industry, right? Mm -hmm. And then all these chickens could be happy because they're not in cages and they're all loved and whatnot. And there's a lot of caveats to that. Mm -hmm. But there is the fact that chickens are actually very adaptable creatures and they don't need a ton of space. Yeah. And And I don't think everyone has to, but I I wish there was more... Like, we have... I don't know, like 15 minutes away from our house, uh, a place that will have like the cooler of eggs and you honor system. Yeah. But like, if there was that, like on every, like every street corner, Yeah. <laughs> you know, you have your, your chicken egg dealer, but that, I don't know. I think that would be, that would be cool. But yeah, definitely you should get, you should get chickens and quail. I, I would really like quail. Yes. Me too. It's just like peeling quail eggs is a little tedious. It is, but it is a great party food. Yeah. Oh, and you can't get it here. Yeah, I know. It's, like, so expensive to get quail eggs here. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's just a ton of fun quail eggs to eat. And just having the the creatures around, too, I like. It adds personality to your, your life. I feel like a lot of times, like, in... In a more suburban area, there's it's, it's very dead. Yeah. Kind of well, lackluster and like it's just like grass. It's also everywhere. everything's the same. Yeah, ex- yeah. And I think a chicken. Everybody is has really... their dog, and they walk their dog, and the yeah. dog poops everywhere. Yeah. And like the dogs are just. We don't even have dogs for protection, right? Like most of no. these dogs are like more scared of a burglar. Yeah, or they'll lick the burglar to death. Yeah, if that. But if that, I don't know. Dogs have stopped pulling their weight for several centuries now, and I'm kind of <laughs> sick of it. Yeah. You know, cats have always kind of been a-holes, and that's fine. That's their thing. Yep. And But they still catch mice, even... Yeah, they still do that. But I, I think, too, is like cats are wonderful because they give you an ego boost because if you're the chosen one, you are the chosen one. That means yes. something. Yeah. They love you, and that means something. Whereas right. dogs, is like they love you while they love everyone. Yeah. You know, like, what does that mean? Most dogs, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one is TV shows. I would say that something I watched and enjoyed, but also found like a, a pleasant surprise for a streaming miniseries mm-hmm. was Reacher, which has a real literary feel to it. And which is no surprise because it's, it's based off a book by Lee Child. Yeah. And what's fun about it is they just do a really good job presenting characters and making you interested in characters 
and having backstory, but you don't get to know all the backstory. They really take their time developing the characters. Yes. Kind of like what you were saying with the Truffaut movie, the, the what was it called? The Widow Wore Black? Yeah. Uh, the bride wore oh, black. Oh, the, the bride. Sorry, I'm I'm already killing her husband. Yeah. Well, I mean, he <laughs> dies right away. So. <laughs> well, okay, I wasn't wrong. <laughs> uh, the bride wore black. But, you know, like that pacing of like how much information do you give at a time is really yeah. important, and that you need to establish that people fully know who that character is to like their ideology and like their core. Yeah. But you don't need to give everything of their background yeah. right away. And that's that makes it good storytelling. I think it also makes you, like, realize human nature better, right? Yes. Because they spend more time on human nature and dealing with it. And everybody's complex, right? And then you have it, like, well, you start questioning people's motives. And are it's not like everything's obscure, right? The bad guys are the bad guys. And the good guys are the good guys. But there's, there's shadings to it, right? Because yeah. Reacher, the main character... He's not a nice person. No. But he's a good person. Yeah. And maybe being a good person is better than being a nice person because all the good people in that story are pretty ineffective. Yeah. And what's cool about it, too, is, like, they pick away the layers. And so, like, the corruption goes so deep. Mm-hmm. And so it's, like, everybody is, like, they kind of dig it out. And then they have a really good storytelling device in the girl where it's kind of like she actually is more like through the hurt of it, whereas like Reacher is more just avenging. Yeah, I mean he's hurt in the in it as well, but like she's more just like these are the people I knew and they were lying to me and they, you know, so like the the two of them together like having different motives but trying to take out the same bad guys. I yeah. thought was really cool as well. Yes, and just very compelling and very gripping. Like it's definitely when you're like oh, I need to know what happens next. Yes, <laughs> I'm feeling like I need to rewatch it. Oh, okay. Next card is food and drink. I just I just spilled it. Oh, that would be a really good time for you to introduce our next challenge, Edwin. Our not, next not to hijack challenge. This is the challenge song. Challenge, challenge, challenge. I can't find the thing. <laughs> he dropped the piece of paper. No, it's, it's gone. really bug. Oh, there it is. It went down the crack. Ew. <laughs> I love how we both went there. Immediately. <laughs> wow, what are we, 12? Hey. More, 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 more sophisticated. It's more like 13. Ah. Um, food and drink. So, talking about food and drink, Meng and I have a very exciting challenge. We have to work out all the little minutia, but what it is, is we're going to be doing not just farm to table type cooking, we're going to be doing like dirt to shirt kind of cooking. <laughs> Did you pull that out? That doesn't work very well. That's like American manufacturing, you know, like from the, from the dirt to the shirt. Like Do they the really cotton. say that? Yeah, Origin says that. You know, from the oh, cotton no. fields to the, the shirt, it's all American. The cotton fields to the, like I say, like just made the dirt to shirt. Uh, I don't know what would be better um, from, from, from cow to... Now I see, like the yeah. rhyming thing is really difficult. Yeah, I can't. Rhyme. Although farm to table doesn't rhyme, so I don't no. know why I'm trying. No, you no, just no, can't. no. It's it's like for... we just got caught up in something that we didn't need to. 
like this entire podcast. <laughs> yeah, what are we doing here? You're later. Oh, we should have a special commemorative day. Yeah, we should. It's the Ducks Never Waver Day. Woo-hoo. Quack, quack. <laughs> Anyways, our challenge is to see how how far back we can get. We want to make ravioli. Mm-hmm. And we want to see how far back we can get. So we're going to make our own cheese. Yes. And we're going to make our own pasta. Unfortunately, we can't grow our own wheat. And the little red hen hasn't asked us. Good point. Who's going to help me grow it? <laughs> like Elmo all of a sudden appeared as the little red hen. Who <laughs> help me grow the wheat? Who <laughs> will help me harvest the wheat? Not I, said the pig. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to help me bake the bread? Not I, said the cat. <laughs> Who's going to help me eat the bread? I will, said the pig. I will, said the mouse. I will, said the cat. <laughs> like Southern, I will. <laughs> yeah, now I'm tooting, I will. <laughs> and you know what go just perfect with a bre- piece of bread? Some butter. Some nice roast chicken. Oh, plot twist. Right? I mean, you had, like, in that, in a lot of the stories, like, all of the animals are predators. <laughs> yeah. And the little chicken's like, help me! <laughs> help me, you predators that will usually eat me! <laughs> and then they're like, nah, I'm going to nah. eat you later. Make the bread and then I'll eat you. So that's what that story is about. That's really what it's about, yeah. It's like the first fried chicken sandwich. Ooh. How Chick-fil-A got started. <laughs> we should do a story. The dark origins of Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Ooh. Anyways, no, we're going we're going to make ravioli and we're going to see how how many things we can do ourselves. I think I like the idea of using the venison that you have. I do too. Uh, cuz I feel like it's foraged even though we didn't do anything for it besides paid it. to have it you butchered. Paid, you paid. I know we should have butchered it ourselves honestly, but I've done that once, but you really it's it's much more convenient if you have a empty garage and it's cold outside and it was a little bit warmer yeah and the and the real butchers have like the buzz buzz and the you know the the specialized yeah i actually chipped that cleaver blade on deer bones once yeah 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 you need the saw yeah you can if you're careful and diligent and patient and skillful. Wow. All those things. All those things. You can find the joints and cut through them. Yeah. Right? But you if you're stay just... out of those joints. Nah, it's, it's a good club. It's the venison club. It's the venison club. Oh, oh. that would be tasty instead of turkey. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. And the mutton is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Except for a nice MLT. Mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich when the mutton is nice and lean and the tomato is ripe. It's so perky. I love that. So that's our next <coughs> challenge. So that covers food and drink. So we're gonna be we're gonna be sharing that, and then we're gonna be going on to more labor intensive. But I mean, I don't know. Like I feel yeah. like we've tried ravioli a couple times, and it's always been a lot of work. It is. A ton it's of more. Work. It's more than meets the eye. So hopefully we can master it. But I'm really excited about making our own cheese. That's the I think the main, main ricotta. Goal. Ricotta. All right. We're so close to getting through all these. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So, I don't know if you unpaused the, the sticker. No, I did. You have 13 seconds. What? <laughs> <laughs> projects. I'm going to work on projects. Good job. 
thoughts. I think that I have run out of thoughts. Is that the end? Yes. Wow, we did all of them. Nice. You think that you've run out of thoughts? Yeah. I I would say I think thoughts sometimes. Well, no, I just thought it was funny to say I I think I've run out of thoughts, which itself is a thought. So did you actually run out of thoughts? You can't. Not till you die. Oof. And miles to go before I sleep. Miles miles to to go go before before I sleep. sleep. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. And I hope at the very least we were entertaining. Mm -hmm. Infotainment. Infotainment. That's what we strive for here. Yeah. And um, if we can't spread a f- smile across your face, we can at least spread peanut butter across your face. Just That off. would be so fun. Can we do that? Yeah, we could do that. Whose face? Each other's face. No, I want their face. Oh, well, they'd have to sign up for that. Oh. Well, please, if you want to sign up for <laughs> I can't even say it. If you would like to uh, sign up today for Smear My Face with Peanut Butter, go to uh, smearmyfacewithpeanutbutter.org <laughs> where we have a GoFundMe, and if we get enough money, we will smear your face with peanut butter. <laughs> if you have a beard, just realize that it lasts longer, so you can be, you know, licking it yeah, out of Yeah, but we mustache. charge more for those. That is because more labor-intensive. Like, so- it's more labor-intensive, and it soaks up more peanut butter. Oh, yeah. But think about it, like a like good moisturizer, like it's it's, it's gonna be a the groundbreaking uh, facial. Yeah. Like we're gonna start this, and people are like, like, what? Why are you doing that? And then all the beauty gurus are gonna be like, yes, the peanut butter facial. I uh, yeah. Yeah. So so please sign up today. That's right. And if you don't sign up today, sign up tomorrow. And the day after that, just just keep signing up, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. <laughs> If you donate now, I would be willing to have Megan smear my face with peanut butter. We could do it on the gram. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would do it for the views and the money. Absolutely. Mostly for the money. For the good old American life. For the money, for the glory, and for the fun. Mostly for the money. Well, we do appreciate you listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking time out of your humdrum lives to, to listen to us. And... <laughs> the quote go? Well, it's close enough. Okay. If we could give some joy to your humdrum life. Mm-hmm. What's new in the shop, Megan? Real quick. Oh, uh, what's new in the shop is we have a strawberry cardigan, which is so darling. It's like the cutest thing I've ever made. I usually don't make like things that I would define as cute, but this is usually probably... it's avant-garde. Yes. No, I don't know what I I don't know what I would use to describe it, but usually not cute and adorable. But th- I finally made something that was cute and adorable. And I also made something that was in a different size because I tend to make everything the size that I am. <laughs> so... Well, that's in case it doesn't sell. <laughs> yeah. So then I'm like, I'm just keeping it. But this one is actually it's a it's a small extra small depending on what what f- kind of fit you want. And so it's it's really great and cute. I said that before, but mm-hmm. it's little strawberries. It's a little strawberry so is it for, patch. So is it for children then? It's so I mean, small? I guess a, a you child could wear it, but it's, okay. it's like a, a woman's small, extra small. Okay, so it wouldn't fit me. No, but close. Oh, okay. Close. Close. Yeah. You like a, a tank top? Not a tank top, a crop top. A crop top, yeah, exactly. I'd look good in that. Uh-huh. Also, we have uh, silk 
headbands, ribbons. I'm not really quite sure what to call them. I've been calling them kind of like silk noodles. Silk noodles. So basically I take the scraps from our larger silk scarves and I sew them into a long snake. And so it's double-sided and they're perfect for hair ribbons. You know, you like tie something into your ponytail and make it look all cutesy. You make it as, as, as a headband. You can wear it as a belt. You can wear it uh, around your neck. A sash. A sash. It, yes. So... You have lots of options, and they're really, like the like I said, the double side is really cool. And also, they're hand-stitched on the top to give a little panache, a little something-something there, and, and just to make sure that they lie flat and um, so that we can get close to the border because silk is quite hard to get through standard sewing machines, okay. at least like with how thin it is mm-hmm. that we have. So it, it's hand-sewn just to keep everything nice and secure and... Uh, keep those two layers from like folding over weird beautiful but also like the puckering of the hand stitching is so nice so nice it's those details that matter it is also uh, a detail i'd like to point out is i i contributed did you know i did what the rings the rings the rings the towel rings oh man one ring to rule them all yes we've been working so hard on those the leather rings uh, which now I'm like, oh, we could have just used the leather ring and not have the wooden thing. But then they hang out the opposite direction, which yeah, looks kind of weird. Yeah. Now that's just silly. <laughs> but the, the towel rings look so good. And they, they really do help keep the towels from sliding off every time. Because, you know, when you go to dry your hands and you, you yes. use the towel on the oven and then like you Definitely. hold it up and you're just trying to keep it attached to the oven, but... Y- you don't do a very good job and you let go and it falls to the floor. Mm-hmm. And then now you're like, oh, the towel's dirty. Yeah. Depending on A lot on of times, really, I just grab the towel and I throw it right away on the floor because I'm like, it's going to end up there anyways. When I don't have a towel ring. Is that really what you do? Yeah. Because I just, I'm like, well, well it's, it's, it's I have inevitable. A, my, my wife and I have a cat. I mean, my wife has a cat. I mean, we have a loving, darling ch- child cat. And... <laughs> This cat, if allowed indoors, will pull the towels off the oven. Yeah. So you so need one of these towel rings. I do. Yes. Yeah. To make it a little bit harder. Yeah. Which probably the cat would just enjoy even more. Yeah, but it's not so hard because I've tested this out on children. It's not so hard that they don't know how to put it back through. Actually, it's easier for them. Oh. Because they have the, the little hole to push it through. Okay. They like that better, huh? It's easier for them to put back up. So you're you're teaching good stewardship and responsibility with these towel rings. Okay. Because you're teaching your children how to clean up. Yes, because you're making it easier for them. Because the slippery bar handle thingy, yeah, is, is too tricky. They get frustrated. It is. It is too tricky. If you're in a full grown adult and have trouble with it, how is a child supposed to do it? Like I said, I just throw it on the floor immediately because it's going to end up there. <laughs> good for you. Just you tell that towel who's boss. Yeah. Well. Now you don't have to because you exactly. Got the now rings. I have the ring, so I yeah. don't have to do that. And they're so much more attractive than the um, than the things that are like attached to the top of a towel, like the doilies, like the doily thingies. And you can use any towel with these. Any yeah. like you can buy ours, which you really should because we have the best towels because they're they're certified green and certified for like 100 chemicals like that, that are bad. They don't use on those. And they're the flower sack, so they dry super quickly and super well. And then we, once we get the towels, we plant dye them into 
a rainbow of beautiful colors. Beautiful browns. Beautiful browns. <laughs> and, and blues and That's greens. That's bad advertisement, Edward. That was bad. No, it was good because it's an inside joke and people love inside jokes. Yeah, that's true. Everything is brown that we dye here. All the leaves, leaves are brown, brown, the leaves are brown. And the sky is gray. And the sky is gray. Why did I take the lower harmony? <laughs> All the leaves are brown. You need those. You do. You need all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I think you would look really good in the strawberry patch cardigan. I believe but, it. I look good in a lot of things. But I, I think maybe you should give other people an opportunity first well, to get it. I will say that. Because it's just that, not fair if you get all the good stuff first. Yeah. Well, with that, with Avita that, Zane, yeah, you have, we, I know we have we have three new things for you guys to check out in the shop. And um, yeah, thanks for spending time with us. Thank you. Good night. Be pleasant. Stay quacky.